global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Catherine Cowdery. Well, stocks greeted the month of May with a rally. The S&P 500 gained the most in more than two weeks as banks rebounded, and Amazon jumped for a second day to boost consumer shares. All 10 industry groups in the S&P rose with consumer discretionary and financial shares up the most. We check the markets every 15 minutes. Dow Industrial Average gained 117 points, two-thirds of a percent, and closed at 17,891. S&P 500 up 16 points, three-quarters of a percent, to 2,081. The Nasdaq up 42.78 of a percent. It closed at 48.17. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil down a dollar a barrel, 2.2 percent to 44.90. Spot gold up a dollar 80 and announced to 1292.30. Ten-year Treasury down 9.30 seconds with a yield of 1.86%. And that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. You're listening to Taking Stock with Kathleen Hayes and Pim Fox on Bloomberg Radio. Shares of Berkshire Hathaway higher today by about a half a percent following the weekend confab in Omaha, Nebraska. The Convention of Capitalism, many call it, the uh, annual meeting of Berkshire Hathaway. Here to tell us more, Paul Lonsis. He is the founder of Lonsis Asset Management. Paul, always a pleasure. Thanks for being with us. Uh, tell us about the meeting and uh, how many meetings have how many Berkshire Hathaway annual meetings have you attended? Uh, Twenty-five or so, Pim. Um, and it's always it's always a, a wonderful opportunity to attend the Woodstock for capitalists, and you, you, you feel rejuvenated every time you go. All right. So give us some of the, the highlights. I know that uh, Warren Buffett's comments about Valiant Pharmaceuticals uh, certainly uh, made headlines. What else uh, did you note about the meeting? Well, he still feels really, really strongly about the future of America, irregardless of who the president is. He believes in the long-term you know, again, the long-term future of America, its prospects, despite the many challenges that we have, it's still the best system in the world. People really want to come here uh, as opposed to going elsewhere. He still feels that Berkshire is reasonably undervalued. He talked a little bit about the 1.2 times um, stated book that he'll pay uh, for the stock, which kind of puts a floor on it. He talked about the individual operating businesses when he gave the brief first quarter earnings, the after-tax earnings. Insurance was down a bit, Pim, and the coal business uh, has really hurt the railroads as well as the low prices for natural gas. Uh, but again, you know, it was always – he's always overwhelmingly positive – despite the challenges, both regarding Berkshire as well as our country. Well, one of the issues that I believe was raised had to do with Berkshire Hathaway, in a sense, changing its investment strategy. It, it used to invest in companies with high returns on capital, no or even low capital requirements. Now we're talking about massive amounts of capital, as you described, railroads, uh, Burlington, Northern Santa Fe, as well as pipeline companies. Did, did Warren Buffett address that shift? He did, Pim, and he specifically stated that it's one of the challenges and problems with prosperity. When they were buying C's candy in 1972 with enormous 100% returns on capital, uh, very small business, small investment, there simply aren't C's candies, or if there are Mars, let's say, there aren't that many. And so they've decided – to, to look for big businesses, many of which are capital intensive, like Burlington Northern. And I wouldn't be surprised, Pim, to see him do something else in the industrial space. 
Um, it uses up some of their capital. It's a good productive use of capital, but you're never going to get the returns on equity in these much larger enterprises that you're going to get in the small enterprises. So it's a problem with the prosperity and the success that they've had. Now, he also mentioned something to do with derivatives as a potential time bomb sitting on the balance sheets of many banks. Uh, now, he believes that holding the shares of obviously a bank such as Bank of America is a good thing. But um, uh, is there anything in your mind that uh, caused him to talk about derivatives, complex derivatives? Well, that comes up a lot, Tim, because he, he spoke about them years ago as weapons of mass destruction. And I believe when they had purchased Gen Re, they took, uh, I, I don't recall exactly, but it might have been PIM 400 million plus in losses as they were running off the derivatives, if you will, of Gen Re. And so he's, he's just concerned. He talked about the collateral that you have to put up uh, with the derivatives. And I just think there's unknown, there's things about the derivatives and the contracts that are just unknown. And that, that's a cause for concern for him. But having said that, he, he seemed to be fine with Bank of America, um, which, you know, has some as well. Now, uh, Berkshire Hathaway, it's a three-day meeting uh, in Omaha, tens of thousands of uh, shareholders, and it was streamed on the Internet for the first uh, for the first time. It also featured a five-kilometer invest-in-yourself run. What was that about? Well, he, um, he started the run a couple years ago, several years ago, and they own Brooks Running Shoes and um, and so I think it's just a it's just a fun time and a fun event. Unfortunately, Pim, it rained, and it was pretty cool and damp out there. Um, last year was terrific. That wasn't the case. But he, um, you know, at the end of the day, he tries to make it a really enjoyable time. And part of the reason he streamed it, um, you know, he wanted it to be available um, for people that can't make it uh, as opposed to those who can. But most of the people who go – they go for the annual and they go for his wisdom and Charlie's wisdom, but they also go because of the friendships and the relationships they've built over two and three and four decades. Well, the 85-year-old Warren Buffett, uh, he spoke about his Coca-Cola investment. He said he's about one quarter Coca-Cola, meaning his body. Yeah, he said he's 20 percent or so. Exactly, Pim. I think he drinks five Cokes a day. Charlie prefers Diet Coke. And I think what I would say, Pim, in, in my own words, just if you do things in moderation, um, I just don't think you really have to worry about doing things in excess is really the problem. Is there any thought in your mind that there will be a dividend declared at Berkshire Hathaway? I think that's highly, highly unlikely um, as long as uh, Mr. Buffett and Mr. Munger are running Berkshire Hathaway. There's too many opportunities that they're looking for. There's always the possibility, Pim, you could have a, a decline in the stock market or with geopolitical issues. And they always want to have a minimum of $20 billion in cash. They did use up a bunch with precision cash parts, $32 billion that they spent in cash. Thank you very much. Paul Lonsis, he's the founder of Lonsis Asset Management, talking about Berkshire Hathaway. And a note, American International Group, the insurer posted first quarter net loss of 16 cents a share. You're listening to Taking Stock on Bloomberg Radio. Coming up on Bloomberg Radio, we've got Bloomberg Law, the latest in legal issues. This is Bloomberg Radio.